0: Okay, Rabbi Plotnik, as you all know, is an all-time favorite for uh, us and for the Musavat in general. Um, I'll just add one thing. The sign of a confident speaker, not just confident because of self-confident, but confident because of what uh, the product is, is understanding what time limitations are meant to be, And um, I think Rabbi Plotnick mentioned a number of times, if you say it's 10 to 14 minutes, then that's what it is, give or take a few minutes. But (laughs) um, the bottom line is that's something else which we really appreciate. It's something that is another sign of the star which we're to have um, on a, we'll call it a regular basis, and with a lot of appreciation. Without further ado, Rabbi Plotnick. Good evening, Rabbi Berkowitz. Can you hear me? Okay. If Azalman Arbach Zatzal was asked a shayla about if someone could make a siyum, if they attended a she'er and they just sat at the table the whole time and never said a word during the entire visekhta. Are they entitled to make a siyum? And if Azalman said they're absolutely entitled to make a siyum because the Tzura of Talmud Torah is for a Talmud to sit next to a Rebbe at his shear. Doesn't make a difference if he asks a question or he has a comment. The very fact that he's there, Shlomo Zalman said that is the Tzura, that is the form of Talmud Torah, and it would certainly allow someone to make a siyum. I don't know what Shlomo Zalman would say about a Zoom shear. If we would be Messiah Mesech together over Zoom, would that count as well? But Baruch Hashem, after the number of times that I've had the privilege to speak with you, for you, and even meet some of you in person, when I was in St. Louis last year, I feel like I'm sitting together at the same table. So I hope this has a din of learning Torah together as a Chabur. In the beginning of this week's parsha, we have the famous Pesach, Vayishka'v b'mokam ahu, Yaakov avinu, Yakabi Yaakov mi-ber-shava. And the puzzle says he went to sleep Bamaka Mahu, Rashi famously tells me, tells us, that he went to sleep in that place, but he hadn't slept at night for an entire 14 years. This is an incredible feat. To go 14 years without a normal night's sleep, you would think that the Torah would make a little bit more of a big deal out of this than just simply some kind of a backhanded allusion from the words, Vayishka Bamaka Mahu, that I'm supposed to figure out that it meant, oh, this is the first place that he lay down to sleep, but he hadn't done that in 14 years. Rav Moshe Feinstein actually asks this question, why the Torah doesn't make a bigger deal out of this? And Rav Moshe says something which is fitting for someone the caliber of Rav Moshe. He says, if the Torah would have said explicitly that Yaakov Avinu didn't sleep for 14 years because he was learning, we would pass that off as saying, yeah, that's fitting for Yaakov Avinu but it has nothing to do with me. So the Torah specifically didn't make a big deal out of it because you can aspire to be the same thing, Rav Moshe said. Don't say this is something which is only fitting for Yaakov Avinu. You can try to do the same thing. Now, I would have never thought of such a vort, but Rav Moshe, of course, thought of such a vort because that's where Rav Moshe lived. If Yaakov Avinu could go 14 years without a normal night's sleep, then I should aspire to do that as well, which is exactly why the likes of Rav Moshe finished Shulchan Aruch, 450 times by his own admission. But we need to understand why is it that Yakov felt this was so necessary? He had to go 14 years without a normal night's sleep, and if he would have learned Tyra some other way, what we would call a more normal schedule, would he have suffered that much from his pursuit in becoming great in his knowledge of Tyra? Why was this so necessary? Rebangev Kamenetsky asks even further. He says that Yaakov Avinu had learned Torah by Avram Avinu. The Rambam tells us that he learned Torah from his father Yitzchak Avinu as well. Why did Yaakov feel it was necessary to go for those 14 years to go learn Torah in the yeshiva of and Aver? And we see that Chazal gave Yaakov a pass on this and says that even though Yaakov Avinu was missing from his parents' house for 36 years because he stayed very long, and the house of love, and because of that, Chazal say he got punished, that he didn't see Yosef for so many years. But those 14 years that he was learning in Yeshiva Shem and Eivor, Yaakov didn't have to pay a price for that. For that, he wasn't punished. Why was that so necessary that Chazal gave Yaakov Avino a pass? And why did Yaakov feel that he had to go 14 years altogether to Yeshiva Shem and Eber at this point in his life, when he was already 63 years old? So B'yankim says an incredible thought and a very Yisaita Zdikah thought, When we talk about the Torah that Yaakov learned, let's say, from Avram and from Yitzchak, so we can assume that was the Torah similar to the Torah that we have. Avram Avinu's Masech Tavayna Zara, the Gemara says, had 400 chapters and had 400 broken. He definitely learned classical Torah as well. What was the yeshiva of Sheyman Aver? What was that all about? So Yaakov says, Shem and Aver were very, very unique personalities in the fact that they had to face a world or avoid the influences of a world that were very, very much against what Shem and Aver stood for. Shame was a survivor of the Mabel. We know what the world was like. The world was a terrible place. And Shem was chosen to be a survivor of the terrible influence of the world of the Dar Aver lived in the times of the Dar HaFlaga when they built the Migdal Bavel. The world was full of kfira, denial of Hashem. They wanted to make a rebellion against Hashem. So Rabbi says that Shame and Aver weren't just teaching classical Torah necessarily, but Shame and Aver were the ones that were able to give Yaakov Avinu the kaychis, the ability, and the resolve to go against the tide of the world. This was very important for Yaakov Avinu, because he's headed to base Lovan. And the Medrash says it wasn't just Lovan that was a big trickster, but the whole community around Lovan wasn't much better than him either. And Yaakov Avinu needed the wherewithal, the koichis, the ability, the tactics, and maybe even the tricks. Like Chazal say, Ochavani baramos, to go and withstand what it was gonna be like living in base Lavan. So he had to go to Yeshiva, Shaman Ever specifically for a long time to get those tools about how he's gonna survive and not become mushpa, not to become influence from the house and the surrounding of Lovan. So says Ribrank Kamenetsky. Therefore, I believe this is why Yaakov felt it was so important to be so intense. To go those 14 years without a normal night's sleep. Because every single minute that Yaakov was there in the yeshiva of Shem and he was learning new things, new tactics, new protection exercises. La Havdil, let's say Yaakov Avinu was studying to be a soldier in the army. And you have different courses and different training. How are you going to save yourself from a bullet? How do you save yourself from a missile? How do you shoot an iron dome to go shoot a missile down? Let's say Yaakov Avinu is studying to be a firefighter. And a fire breaks out. And let's say the likes of a person who was training to be a firefighter had COVID. The day they learned how to you connect the hose to a fire hydrant. And a fire breaks out. And this poor fellow has to go put out the fire. And he goes, oh, I, I missed that class. I had COVID. I don't know how to put the hose up to the fire hydrant. That's terrible. Yaakov Avinu knew that in order for him to effectively withstand the challenges of the house of love, he can't waste a second. And he needs every single second of training. And if that means he's not going to get good night's sleep for 14 years, then so be it. Because Yaakov needs to learn every single survival tactic. And he couldn't waste a second. And this is the great lesson that we're learning from Yaakov Avinu being by Yeshiva Sheyman Ever, how every single second is important when we have to learn the tricks of Hagana of protection in Ruchnius, just like we would understand someone that has to learn the tricks of protection when it comes to Gashmius. Chazalak tell us, What should a person do to save himself from the frightening? birth pangs, like we say, of when Mashiach comes. The Gemara in San gives us a lot of very frightening pieces of information what could potentially happen in the times when Mashiach comes. And the Gemara says that there's an Eitzah, there's a suggestion what to do to be nitzel, to be saved from those things of the Gemara says, the Gemara says, a person should engage in Torah and in Chesed. Now, this is a very different old Gemara to understand because that's what we're supposed to do anyway all year long. What else is a Torah Jew supposed to do with his life? We're always obligated to be Isaac and Torah. We're always obligated to be Isaac and Chesed. What are Chazal telling us over here? And the Chafetz Chaim said that the Gemara doesn't say Yil Mad taira, Learn Torah. The Gemara says Yasek Bet Torah. Yasek means like when we talk about our Asek. Our business. We know that when a person has a business, it's on your mind 24 hours a day. I'm not going to my cousin's wedding because I have to be at the office. I have an important meeting so I can't go and take the day off to spend Thanksgiving with my wife and children in the park. I can't do that. I have no time. My business is going to suffer. So the Chofetz Chaim said we have to treat our learning like our ASIC, like our business. And sometimes you may even have an excuse, and you might even have a head or not to learn. The Mishnah says in Pirkei Yovas, a person should ever say, don't say when I have time I'll learn. Because maybe it's not going to come your way. And the Biskarov asked, what do you mean a person shouldn't say, I'll learn when I have time, because maybe that time won't come. A person can't say that because he's obligated to learn Tyra. Forget about maybe that time won't come. And the Biskarov said, because sometimes you have an excuse not to learn. And it's a valid excuse. But a person shouldn't say, I'll do it later, because you never know. Once you start making excuses, that opportunity might not come your way again. And the Chavetz Chaim similarly is saying the same idea, that sometimes a person can say, I don't have to be Isaac and Tyra right now. But when it's your business, and you know how much is at stake, you're not going to look for any ways out. And even if, let's say, I would have a reason not to learn, but if it's my ASIC and I want to protect myself from Chavrei Mashiach. Every single minute that I learn Torah is another protection for Chavli Mashiach. And lest we think this is only a protection for ourselves, Rabbi Chaim Voloshyna quotes in Nefesh HaChaim and in, in Shair Dalid, He says, Adam Oy Medina." He says, "If Chas any kind of a difficult decree would come to a person or to a country." even on the other end of the world, and a person could have been learning and generated the zechuyah, generated the merits to save us from that. It's his fault because he could have learned Torah and had more protection for the rest of the world. Can you imagine the responsibility? If we take Chaim Velazhinah's words to heart, it's based on a Zayar HaKadosh. Every single word of Torah that we learn It's protecting us. It's protecting our family. It's protecting Missouri. It's protecting the United States. And of course, it's protecting our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem should have Shmira on them. Every single word of Torah that we learn is so precious. Yes, we have excuses not to do chesed. But at a time like this, when we need to generate more chesed, this has to be utmost on our minds, whether it's physical chesed, whether it's financial chesed, this has got to be what's on our minds 24 hours a day because there's so much at stake that we need all that protection. Yes, like, it's got to be our business. And just like Yaakov Avinu understood to get the spiritual protection and base love on, he can't waste a minute for 14 years. He's not going to get a normal night's sleep. We have to have that same mindset to protect ourselves from the Chedli Mashiach that we all feel so strongly we are in the midst of at this very moment. I just want to add one more thought. Rama Shahil Hirsch, Rashivat Slabotka Neritz Yisrael, has been quoting a vart from Abitzl Petterberger, one of the great Balay Musir. Rabitsal Petterberger pointed out the Gemara. The Gemara tells us that David Amelech, as we lay in the after two weeks ago, when David Amelech got old, it says in the Puzzak Vai Khsuhu Babagoddin they covered him with clothing, with blankets, and he didn't get warm. And the Gemara says, why didn't David get warm? Because it was a punishment when David was chasing Shaul, and he caught up to him. Instead of killing Shaul, it says he cut off a corner of Shaul's beged. And the Gemara says that since David didn't show the proper respect, the proper covet to begot him for clothing, so clothing didn't protect him and warm him when he needed the warmth of Begotten when he got old. The Gemara quotes If a person doesn't give something its proper respect, then it's going to harm him, it's not going to protect him. So Bistel Petterberger has said that not only is it true when it comes to the warmth of Begadim and the protection of Begadim, but this is also true in the protection of Ruchnius and the protection of Tyra. The Gemara tells us in Saita that Tyra is Magni Umaxli. Tyra protects us even when we're not learning Tyra. But the fact that we learned Torah is a protection. And Herbetzal Petter said, it comes with one caveat and one catch. And that's only if we're mechabed the Torah properly. But if we don't give proper kovid to Torah, then Torah is not going to give us that same protection. And for that matter, I would add, if we don't give kovid to Tfila, it's not either going to give us that same protection. And this is something that we have to be very, very weary of Right now, I'm sure a lot of you, as many people all over the world, have been making extra kabbalists maybe to learn a little bit more, to daven with more Kavana, to daven either with, with more passion or paying more attention to the words. Some people, like myself, made a, a kabbalah Bolinetta to daven more out of the sitter to enhance my Kavana a little bit. Something, something that shows covered for the tefillah. Coming on time shows covered for the tefillah. Some people are already getting a little tired. If it can even use such a word, as saying till after davening. And you see some people leaving in the middle of the till then mumbling achenu on the way out the door while they're running to do carpool or to do some other errand. That shows a lack for the tehillim. It shows a lack for the tefillah. When we come to learn it a Seder, we come on time. We make sure that we stay the whole Seder for those of us that have starim kavuin. This is all covered for taira. And most importantly, when we talk about covered for taira, is covered for the Talmud Chachamim. That's the greatest cover at The Gemara compares covered for Talmud Chachamim to the cover we have for a Saifa Torah. Who wouldn't stand up for a Talmud Chacham in a room like he stands up for a Saifa Torah? The Gemara calls a person a teepish, a fool, if they don't realize the importance and the hashivas of that, how we address our Talmud Chachamim, how we speak about a Talmud Chachamim. And sometimes we're going to hear Talmud Chachamim say opinions and things we don't agree with. But it's not our place to chas cheapen and be mezouzal on their covid. Covid at Torah is so important. If we want the protection of Torah, of ma- magni umatsli, that the Torah is going to protect us, we have to not just learn the Torah to protect us, but we have to be machabed. We have to honor the Torah to protect us as well. This is really the avodas hazman. This is the call of the hour. Torah, I'm sure you've heard from your own Rabbanim, and from your own Magid Deshir and from other Talmud chachamim that you go to hear or you hear videos and you hear recordings from. Torah and tefila is definitely the order of the day, and it's so true. But the covet for Tyra and the covet for tefila, in order for us to get the maximum protection from these Hevli Mashiach, is something which has to go hand in hand with our increased devotion to learning, to davening, being mechavid them properly, and in Mr. shem, if we do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will save us from Moshev Mashiach, and finally Yemirtz Hashem will be zaychat to have Mashiach knocking on our door, and we'll let him in B'Kavid and B'Simcha. A good night to everyone. Thank you for learning with me.